First, I'd like to express my condolences to the people of the community of Lalash who have suffered tremendous loss this uh, week. Uh, you are certainly in our thoughts and our prayers, and I think we underestimate how such tragic loss relates to relationships and broken hearts and how people have to move on with such pain. Good evening. Welcome to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. I am Maureen McGrath, hosting this show. It is my pleasure to host this show. Thank you very much for letting me come into your homes every Sunday night, live here from the studio. Uh, it's a job I love doing. I uh, have an I think we have an interesting program, although it is solo sex. I'm here by myself, and there are no guests. Mike is here, thankfully, the tech producer, so I'm not completely... <laughs> I'm here in the We're studio. We're not going to be high and dry. You're good. <laughs> Excellent, Mike. Thank you so much. You always do a great job. We couldn't put the show on without your expertise, so I really appreciate it. Tonight on the program, uh, you may or may not realize that about a century ago, a savvy campaign helped Canadian women win the right to vote. There's lots of pictures about those times, the women's suffragette movement, and on actually on January 28th, uh, Manitoba was the first province in Canada to bring in women's suffrage or the right to vote, and that triggered a tremendous wave of changes, first in Western Canada and finally at the federal level in 1919. Indigenous people, it should be noted, did not get the vote federally until 1960, which is horrific. The Manitoba movement was quite complex. There were people who supported temperance and the havoc. They believed that alcohol was wreaking on families. I still think that happens today. There were many opposing views, many journalists, members of the Canadian Women's Press Club, some unions supported women's suffrage, as did powerful farmers groups. So this was a lot of work and um, sacrifice, and there were there were beatings and there were rapes, and it was a tremendously difficult and uh, time uh, in Canada and in the U.S. to for the women's right to vote, and I, that's why I think it's really important that women stay involved, know what's going on in their country, and appreciate the right to vote. And you need to get involved in politics, whatever your views are. Your voice needs to be heard, and it's important that it is heard. And I wish we had more women in politics and in business at the higher levels, at the CEO levels. We're getting more women in medicine, which is fantastic. Very few women entering the engineering field, but we need to do that. But but I'm inspired uh, by this, uh, about this story uh, made me think of how hard women have worked over the years and how we continue to work so hard. And, you know, often we have to work two or three times as much as men do. And that's the honest truth. And we and we may get significantly less pay. And then we may actually even be excluded or abused or treated poorly, uh, especially in the workplaces. We may be treated poorly by women uh, as well. So I wanted to talk about or tell you this great story. I think it's a great story. It's not my story. It's a great Canadian immigrant story. It's about a really strong woman. So I'm going to tell you about that a little bit later in the program. I'm also going to tell you about a patient of mine that I've been working with recently because he felt he had met the woman of his dreams, but he is sarcastic and he is sometimes rude and sometimes has been had been sending uh, text messages that were less than savory, and he was so 
upset because he had found the woman of his dreams, or so he thought, and he finally realized something had to change about him. So I'm going to talk about some of the things that may indicate that you are an insecure man. And also, I I think women always think, oh, men have to rule, men have to make the first move, men should be the one who are email." who's should be the one who's emailing me and men should ask me out first and and but you know it's difficult for men men are not as secure as they might like us to believe so there may be some things you recognize about yourself and insights the most important way to improve things for yourself or make your success with women much better um also, but, you know, the other thing I, I wanted to say was uh, this week in Calgary, there's usually droves of men that are coming in for the Bachelorette program to try out for that. And uh, apparently it's quite a dry spell in Calgary. Now, you would think with the high unemployment rate there that a lot of men are available and at the ready, but hardly anybody turned up. And I wondered if it wasn't insecurity. They didn't think they were good enough. I hear it a lot from men. They wonder about some of the thoughts that they're having. They think they're strange or they think they're... Um, they're different, and this leads to the next subject that I'm going to be talking about. But I'm going to give you a chance to put the kids to bed because uh, this may be a little bit uh, um, much for people to handle, and um, even the thought of it or the discussion of it. But I had an email from a gentleman in Calgary, of all places, and I also had an email from a woman uh, and both had a very similar uh, related experience. And so to that end, I'm going to be talking about femdom or female superiority in the bedroom. This is really common amongst many men, especially men in positions of power in their daily lives. So what is femdomination? The term is such a contradiction to our male-dominated society. I have nothing against men. I am a feminist, and by that I just mean equal for all and I know it's not equal. I've experienced it myself on a number of occasions. And you know it. Anyway, um, female domination did not originate from dominant women or feminists, interestingly enough. Um, it was men who coined the phrase female domination to categorize their sexual and social desires to submit themselves to the female gender. It's about time. Uh, what made me want to explore this type of play, as I said, was a, a email I received from a listener where he starts out with describing that he's a little weird. And here it was. Dear Maureen, I'm a bit curious about your job and I'm a weird dude. So is it OK if I ask a question? And I said, yes, it's fine if you ask a question. But the minute you are off sides, then the Q&A is over. So he said, fair enough. I actually like that. Uh, and then he asked his question. But I'm not going to get into the question right now because I will give you a chance to put the kitties to bed. And I'm not going to read you the other email from the woman because that was quite descriptive. And so we'll save that for a little bit later in the program. But first, this email. I love your emails, so thank you so much. Uh, it gives me an idea of what you want to talk about. Uh, so I love your emails. You can email me, sextalk at cknw.com. You can always tweet me at back the number two, the bedroom, or at cknw if you like. 
Uh, you can always give us a call if you have any questions about this. The number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. The show runs till 9 p.m., so it's an hour. Often people are so nervous about calling in, you can give an alias. You don't have to say your real name. Um, uh, you can say your friend's name. Uh, but anyway, you can call in, but try and call in before five minutes to nine because that puts a bit of pressure on and I, you know, I like to deliver anyway. Um, but I did get this email and I just thought this was so sweet. I might actually break out into a Ukrainian accent. (laughs) The email came from the Ukraine. Anyway, (laughs) hello, with great pleasure to listen to your program. Thank you very much for your work. Quality program and good mood. That was, <laughs> that was what I liked the most about it. <laughs> we Oh, and this was the other one. We would like to get something from you. Souvenirs, perhaps? <laughs> Is it possible or not? Thank you very much for your attention. Have a nice day and prosperity. Your fan. And he, I think, or she, I don't, actually, they don't give a name, um, but they give the address, provide the address anyway. So, um, oh no, Ivano Frankivska. Anyway, um, so, oh, do I have to mail something to the Ukraine? Do you know how hard it is for me <laughs> to get these prizes out when I have to mail? They obviously can't come in here and pick them up in the studio. So, anyway. The Catholic guilt, I'm sure, will take over, and I'll see what I will do. I'm not sure what kind of a souvenir he wants. Yeah, right. Anyway, when I come back, I'm going to be talking about uh, what are some of the signs that you might be insecure and some things you want to change to meet that special one. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the ZKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath, and that is Francis singing. uh, It's actually not a new song. I've known about it for about six or seven months, but it's just available on YouTube today. It's called Grow. It's a beautiful song. She has an amazing voice. If If you've ever listened to the show, and thank you so much for staying here with me, you know I love music. Um, It's my addiction, shall we say, amongst a few others. Just kidding. How do you know if your wife is cheating on you. Uh, I've had this discussion with many, it seems to come up at every party. I'm sorry, every party, every dinner, everything I attend, the subject always reverts back to sex. Of course, it's a birthday party. I've probably brought a pleasure basket because I I used to give normal gifts like sweaters and gift certificates and whatever. And then every time I would go to the party, they would say, oh my gosh, you didn't bring me a vibrator? So... (laughs) Now I put like this whole pleasure pack together. And so, of course, then there's a whole show around it, too. But uh, then the subjects come up, all of these subjects. And one of the myths is that women never cheat. And that's not true. Who do you think men are cheating with? Who do you think women are cheating with? So women cheat, too. Everybody cheats. And we're going to discuss that a little bit later. And one of the reasons that might surprise you why women cheat. But a couple of signs that she is cheating on you, whether she's your girlfriend or your wife. It doesn't matter whether you're in a same-sex relationship or not. does not matter. But if she is paying more attention to her phone than you, she that might be a sign. That doesn't mean for sure. If she's less interested in sex with you, but sometimes actually women who are cheating can actually be more interested in sex, and that can actually increase desire in the bedroom. So that one is questionable. If her social calendar is bursting at the seams suddenly, she might just be going out all over the place and you don't really know where she's going. Um, 
if she's all of a sudden looking fantastic. She's dropped a lot of weight. She's going to the gym. She has purchased some new lingerie. Um, she is, <laughs> she, I have friends texting me at the moment, but anyway, um, she is <laughs> uh, buying new lingerie. Um, that could be a sign as well. Uh, new designs below the belt with Edward Scissorhands. Um, maybe that there's a new Edward in her life. Uh, accumulating new clothes at uh, fast pace could be a sign as well. She's overly concerned of your whereabouts, very nervous that you might come home, uh, might walk in on her, and she's not making plans for the future. So these are some of the signs that um, she may be cheating. Or, you know, this all, all of a sudden as well, like if she's looking fantastic and feeling great about herself, increased self-esteem, maybe she's had some success or whatever, and begins to flirt with other people in front of you. If she's always been a flirt, <laughs> uh, it's no problem. But uh, also if she starts pointing fingers in your direction and accusing you of cheating and you're like, so totally not cheating, um, that could be a point as well. Or making a point to say she's unhappy, that may be also. So as we say, uh, men have affairs to remain in a marriage. And women have affairs to leave. So you have been warned here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. And that's not science. That's just general. That's just an observation. Uh, and it's just the different ways women are socialized, different ways men are socialized. Men will leave that marriage, but it's often after they have been caught. So it's just an interesting um, way to look at things. So, you know, if you think that your girlfriend or your wife is cheating on you, um, you might become insecure. You can call me if you have any questions about this, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Or if you want to share a story of heartbreak or when you realize that your girlfriend or your wife started cheating on you or maybe uh, your husband was cheating on you and what, what made the light uh, go off. And there are many different ways to cheat. There's emotional cheating. There's fantasy cheating. So just thinking about um, somebody else or thinking about what you want to do with somebody else and somebody catches you, that could actually be considered, um, <laughs> that could be considered cheating as well. So uh, I have a, a message. I am at my mother's, no internet. My other siblings are listening in their homes. What is the phone number to call in? Um, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on yourself from anywhere in the country or Ukraine if you want to call me from there. Um, anyway, so it's this can be such a heartbreak because we're expected to have romantic love forever. And it just can't be. And if you're an insecure person, it's going to be so much more difficult to have confidence that someone isn't cheating on you. So that makes it more difficult. That's why it's important to be self-confident. We need to raise self-confident, independent thinking people, especially women. So if you are with a guy um, in a relationship and, you know, you want, a, you want a confident guy because confidence is sexy every single day. Um but how do you recognize? And you just think, ah, oh, there's something that's not quite right. One of the signs might be that he has no outside friends or interests. That could be he's an insecure guy. It doesn't necessarily mean it, but maybe four or five of these, you might be dealing with an insecure guy. I have Sarah on the line who has a question for me. Hello, Sarah. 
Hello? Hello? Hello, Sarah. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, how are you? Um, I'm good. I emailed you um, earlier today. I'm not sure oh, no. if you got the email. I, I don't <laughs> think I did. Anyways. Um, Yet. I can look for um, it. I have four email accounts. <laughs> it's the nurse one. Really? Um, yeah. So, okay. I just thought other women might want to know the answer to this. Okay. Why I'm calling. I think you've emailed me and you gave me another name, didn't you, Sarah? Um, Maybe you're giving me another name right now. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. yeah, we won't get into that right now. <laughs> okay. But I, yeah, I know I did get your email and, and yeah. uh, yes, go ahead. Okay. But you asked the question because it was an important question. Okay, um, I'm just wondering about, like, the percentage or, the like, how many women actually climax or have an orgasm when they're having sex with their partner, like, not a clitoral orgasm, but, like, a vaginal orgasm. I don't know how you'd call it. Yes, you've done a very good job, Sarah. Porn totally lies to you. No kidding, huh? And they make it like the women's always going to come with a guy at the same time. But I've never even came close to that happening. So, yeah, I'm just wondering about that. Do you understand? I I think I do. Thank you very much for your question (laughs) and sharing your story as well. Uh, Physiologically, men and women are very different in terms of the sexual response cycle. And, And for men, it takes a lot less time. So, you know, two to five minutes. No doubt. <laughs> um, and for women, it can take, uh, you know, if you, with a womanizer, no. Um, but anyway, for women, it can be anywhere from, you know, three or four or five minutes to 25 minutes, 30 minutes for some women. And so that requires a lot of stimulation. It's it's the holy grail to actually experience orgasm or to climax at the same time. Uh, and it's it's not common at all. The other thing is you asked about clitoral stimulation versus vaginal, uh, clitoral orgasms versus vaginal orgasms, and about 70% of women require clitoral stimulation uh, to experience orgasm. Only about 30% of women are able to experience an internal or vaginal orgasm, and that may change between different partners. So, and it also may change between sex toys or, you know, that are internal versus a man as well or so or a strap-on or something uh so it's different at different times anatomy plays a role comfort plays a role vulnerability plays a role playing out fantasies plays a role excitement plays a role so there's so many factors um and also self-exploration and being comfortable with, with oneself so there are many factors that come to play but you're absolutely correct porn lies and that's why it's important to understand the female sexual response cycle, what is happening with your body, how much time it takes, and the same for men as well. It's a great question, and a lot of women wonder about it. Um, can I ask you something? I don't know if it's the same, but because uh, I've, like, I've um, ejaculated or squirted or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Is, is that a That's what I want to call it. That's separate. That's a, a different. Well, time. you may experience orgasm at that time, but you may actually. Um, there's something no, called female. No, it's like a, in cycles. It's like happens a few times until I actually climax, right? So, it's pretty wicked. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not as common. And again, porn lies about that too, where they have like gushing, um, you know, water hoses coming out. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, I'm uh, I'm going to be speaking at the 
taboo, naughty but nice show. I meant to mention that earlier. A week from oh. in two weeks, I do have some oh free tickets gosh. if you want um, some. You can pick some up here at the station. But oh, we've got yeah. to go to breaks, Sarah. Thank you so much. If you want to leave your information <laughs> okay. with Mike, and and he can write your name. And uh, when I come back, we're going to get to those insecure guys. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. I am your host, a registered nurse, a blogger, and you can go to my blog. It's on my website, backtothebedroom.ca. I wrote a blog about uh, what makes you smoking hot to the ladies. Anyway, and that will give you uh, some ideas on how to increase your self-confidence and come across in a way that the ladies will want you. So we're talking about female supremacy, of course, (laughs) and female domination. But we haven't gotten to that just yet, but we will. We're going to get over the insecurities first. But I do have Jay on the line with a question. Hello, Jay. Hello, good good evening. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> very good. Thank you very much. I went to Ghost Grind today and just came back home and I went to SeaWorld and just uh, so I love you so and first time caller and I have a question for you. Fabulous. Thank you so much. What's the question, and, my friend? My question is uh, it's okay to be ejaculate like uh, maybe two or three times a, a week. That's absolutely fine. That's the most common question I receive is how often, uh, how much masturbation is too much masturbation? So uh, basically, that's an, I mean, there's nothing that's really normal. It's healthy. It's healthy for men to masturbate to ejaculation. And uh, so two or three times a week, if that does it for you, that's great. Uh, Some people require two or three times a day. That's fine as well. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So as long as... As long as it doesn't interfere too much with their life, that they're, you know, taking their time away from their job or their family um, or other responsibilities in life or that it's not, uh, right. you know, they, if they have a, an underlying condition like anxiety, then they may have a desire to masturbate more frequently. So you want to always look at the underlying desire, but you sound pretty healthy to me. I am. I am vegan and I, I don't eat, you know, I eat lots of healthy food and I don't know, I, my dear, I always like wanted to do it. <laughs> and I'm close to like uh, 48, right? And I don't know, it's crazy. And you know, that's the thing, like, uh, do you have a person in your life? Do you have a, a lover or um, a... Uh, well, I had a, a wife and divorced a long time ago and I, okay. wasn't, I wasn't healthy and I become healthy like uh, almost 10 years. Oh, nice, now nice. I'm very, very healthy and okay. you know, the things is like, I don't know, especially when I go run and come back and it's wanted to do it, but then I kind of tried to ask, but I said I wanted to, you know, ask you to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. That's fine. I just want to say that it's healthy to masturbate, but it's healthier for you to be intimate with, with another human being. The human touch cannot be underestimated. So well, I, yeah. you might think about that. All right. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Jay. Have a good night. Thank you, Sam. I love your show. Oh, that's so nice to you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> nice of bye, you. Bye. Thank, thank you, you so much. Bye-bye. All right, bye. I have Bill on the line. <laughs> Hello, Bill. Yeah, hi, Maureen. Love your show. Oh, that's so nice of you. To... <laughs> yeah. Has somebody paid all of you to call in and say this? No, well, just a little. <laughs> just anyway, a little. I want to ask you a question sure. in a relationship. I went out with the gal who wanted absolute unconditional trust. Yeah. Now, I think that's important in a relationship, but I think it's a word, and I think it's something that needs to be earned. I don't think any human in a relationship can absolutely unconditionally trust their partner. I don't think 
that can happen in the beginning. Can you speak to that? I think you make a great point there, and I think that speaks to the self-confidence of the person that you're with. Uh, of course, trust is built over time. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, initially, you can't think, you you know, after a week or two and think they're not, you know, maybe you haven't decided you're exclusive or not. Um, so I think you're right. It does take time to build up and you need some evidence to support that this per- this is a trusting person. And, you know, people can come across as so charming and so uh, have high integrity and they have, you know, pretend to have the same values that you have. And you know what? I, I have to live a little bit by trust no one. <laughs> I, I fall back on that every now and again when I am surprised by people that I think, whether it's a, an intimate relationship or professional relationship or a personal relationship or friendship, um, you know, sometimes if it's too good to be true, it is. And, and people can surprise you. So I think you're right. Thanks, Maureen. Thank you so much. That's great. Uh, I did want to say, uh, when we had that little commercial before about Dave Duchovny, I met him. And uh, anyway, he bought me coffee and a croissant. (laughs) It didn't go any further. (laughs) But he was a nice guy, really friendly, really chatty. I didn't have a clue who he was, actually. Uh, But everybody in the Starbucks did. And uh, I was short on some change, and uh, and so he offered to uh, buy me a coffee. He offered to pay for it because I said, no, never mind, I won't have the croissant. And he insisted on paying for it. And I said, no, 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 and can I actually pay you back because I think you look like a respiratory therapist from the hospital. And uh, anyway, people were gobsmacked. They were just shocked and just completely, it was like the entire Starbucks just, Nobody in there was moving, and they were just so in awe when uh, of him. And that was when he was here with the X file files ten years ago. So anyway, that's just a little side note. I digress. Um, so where were we? Are you a confident guy or not? Uh, and what are some of the signs that you may not be? And you have to, you know, insight is so important. Know yourself and know the things that might drive other people crazy. Crazy. If you get in a relationship and Bill spoke to this a little bit and somebody starts to love you right away immediately, uh, that could be a sign that, uh, that person is insecure. If a man, if you're a man and you tell a woman or, or another man or somebody who you're, that you're in a relationship with, they, um, that you're their everything that could mean that when things don't go smoothly, their world falls apart and, he falls apart because you are his world, and that's never a good sign. Somebody who needs constant validation, that's just like a constant pain in the you-know-where. Um, but if he frequently, frequently asks you questions like, do you love me? He's fishing for compliments. He wants you to build him up. Forget it. Who has time for that? I don't. Jealous of your friends, not a great sign either. Each person in a relationship, or if there's three or whatever, they need to have their own lives, and they need to have their own interests, and that also builds... Uh, a relationship because you're interested in the other person and the, and you may not be a, a snowboarder, but you know, or a cellist, but you know, you might be interested in what life is like uh, as a cellist. Uh, if he talks about his exes and how they cheated on him and uh, <laughs> how they cheated on him, uh, that could also be, and maybe they didn't, that just doesn't sound right. Uh, you know, it could be that he's insecure. Or if he thinks you're being unfaithful and you're not, there's nothing that drives you crazier than that. You're not yet anyway. Um, 
that may be a sign as well. And if his mood depends on you, forget it. You heard that Ukrainian man. I like your good mood. Um, you know, honestly, with me, what you see is what, what you hear is what you get. Uh, my mood is pretty much like this uh, all the time. But um, so, you know, have a stable mood. You want to be with somebody who has a stable mood because that's difficult to fluctuate with that person. And, and if somebody who is overly sensitive to criticism, forget it. That could be a sign of low self-esteem and insecurity. Anyway, those are some of the things. Take a look at that. It's, there's nothing wrong with being genuine, being yourself, being authentic, and being your best self in a relationship. I'm Maureen McGrath. I will return with female supremacy. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Ooh, witchy woman. Hello. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. So I promised you femdom. Female superiority, female supremacy. It is about flipping time. But these are words that have been coined by men. Men who are looking to have their needs met, to honor women in the bedroom. So what prompted this subject was an email from a gentleman in Calgary. They are listening from all around the world here to the Sunday Night Sex Show. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I did warn him if he was offsides in any way. He told me he's a weird dude. And if he was offsides in any way, it would be over. And uh, so he said, fair enough. So here it is. Here's the question. Hope the kids are in bed. Fair enough. The way I am weird or different, I like to have a lady sit on my back and pin me down. And if she wants to dominate me, that is okay. So what do you think? Am I nuts or crazy or what? So... Then he said, uh, you can text me more information. I'm like, no need. Anyway, so I did promise that I would uh, answer his question on the show. At the same time, and I get this question quite a bit, uh, whether it be in my clinical practice in North Vancouver or if uh, I get an email from somebody. And I did get an email from a woman, and she was absolutely devastated because of what she found uh, on If you don't want to find something on your girlfriend or boyfriend's phone, don't look at their phone. If you want to call me, you can, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If that's ever happened to you, you found something that you didn't like. Anyway, what were you doing looking at their phone? But anyway, here we go. Here's the email from Leslie. Dear Maureen, I am devastated. I was going through my boyfriend's phone because something just wasn't right, and I discovered that he has strange sex Fetishes. He has been emailing an escort describing the type of fantasy he wants with her. He said he wants water play, whatever that is, wants her to take him hostage and use him for sexual pleasure, and he wants to serve her. He mentions strap-on play, foot and rear-end worship. I am so shocked by all of this, and I am trying to look for answers as to why and how someone develops fetishes like this. With me, he is most gentle and loving, and this is a completely different person than the one I know. Please help me to understand this. Does this mean he is gay or bisexual or deeply disturbed? Okay, I'm really not sure why you think that, but okay. No, he's not bisexual. He's not gay. Uh, what was the other thing? Crazy. <laughs> it's none of the above. No one knows why people develop certain fetishes, but I, what I can tell you about fetishes, they may be shocking to you, 
but they are in no way uncommon. In fact, they're incredibly common. They are extension of a fantasy. Everybody has sexual fantasies. His sexual interests do not indicate, as I said, that he is gay, bisexual, or in any way deeply disturbed. But because we shroud the subject of sex in such shame, and it is still a taboo subject, this brings such fear to our lives. Uh, Your boyfriend may or may not have cheated on you. He may or may not have followed through on that email that he wrote to the escort. That could, the fantasy could end there. It could just be a thought. These fantasies are very common. They're very common, especially amongst men. Water play, or another word is like golden showers. That's when somebody wants to be urinated on. Uh, Strap-on play, maybe when in that uh, femdom where the woman is dominating. Strap-on play, a man may want her to uh, put a strap-on on. It's a, a penis that is wrapped on with a belt. Um, Rear-end worship, need I describe what that is? Need I define what that is? Uh, But the idea of serving a female, all these fantasies fall under the umbrella of the fetish category of domination and submission or sadism and masochism. And it's really S&M. We know what that is, but people laugh at it. People are ashamed about it. People might have that secret themselves and they don't want to Uh, talk about it. They think that they're weird. They think it's strange, but it's actually far more common. And it's actually really common in highly successful people because they tend to be uh, more stressed because they have more responsibility. And they're constantly telling people what to do and uh, telling, uh, keeping everything in control. Uh, So they are aroused by the idea of giving up that power during sex to, uh, to dominate their partner. So This is uh, a fetish that is fulfilled by a powerful woman and a very confident woman and a woman who knows what she's doing and knows what she wants. So as I said, the the majority are CEOs or people with high-pressured jobs, high incomes. Um, They also tend to be upper-class people, so they come from a higher socioeconomic background. Uh, there's some research done by Roy Baumeister, B-A-U-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. He's a human sexuality researcher, found that men who like to be dominated or submit to a woman are generally men who work in high-powered jobs. They're educated. They earn above-average incomes. They tend to be the decision-makers, the bosses. They are um, highly regarded. They are also highly stressed. And because those jobs tend to be quite stressful. And as I said, we always think men are so secure about things. And it's amazing some of the men that I have spoken to because they become patients of mine uh, because when they can't take it anymore, they can't handle it or they are having fantasies like this or, or wanting fetishes. Um, the, the man who emailed me, he said he doesn't he sometimes hires women just to dominate him it doesn't even involve sex but that's still that desire and I don't know what that man does for a living or what his socioeconomic background is but it doesn't necessarily mean all it doesn't mean that you can't fall outside of that CEO uh, job or that high powered job Um, and many women who find out that their male partner is interested in S&M or DOMS have that similar reaction. They think it's disgusting and they think it's sick. But, you know, everybody has a fantasy. And my suggestion to her would be, why don't you share your fantasy with him? Um, So the biggest concern 
is that it's not that this woman's boyfriend is uh, has these interests. It's that he's emailing the escort. So is he setting up meetings or is it just a fantasy that he hasn't yet uh, played out? But fantasy is far different from reality. And what people fantasize about is often what they would like to do, but they don't necessarily fear stops them. Or they may not find the pleasure in doing it that they find in fantasizing about it. So don't jump to any conclusions. Um, Have an open discussion with your boyfriend. Obviously, he has some needs that are not necessarily being met. Many people are happy with their relationship and very dissatisfied with their sex lives. It's very normal to have sexual fantasies. I remember giving a talk to a bunch of doctors um, at a journal club. And, of course, they're normally, like, looking at cures for cancer and that kind of thing. And I come in with the sex toys and tell them all about it. And um, so then one of the doctors, as he was leaving, he said, you know, I'm so glad I attended this uh, continuing medical education session. And he said, and I'm, I'm so happy to find out that fantasies are normal, sexual fantasies are normal. I'm going to fantasize the whole way home. So the take-home message, people do have sexual fetishes. It's very common. doesn't mean that they're sick or abnormal or weird. You're just finding out about sexuality. That's all, and that's what this show is about. Try not to be shocked. Try to take it for what it is. And uh, does he know all of your sexual thoughts, fantasies, or secrets? And who would be shocked at that? Anyway, when I come back, we're going to wrap this up, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about that Canadian woman. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm trying to... uh, follow through on all the promises that I made to you tonight. And we're talking about uh, male and female relationships and superiority and domination and feelings of security and insecurity. And I just want to say something about independent, outspoken, smart women. They understand that not everyone is going to like them. And it doesn't take her off her game or her goal. She takes ownership of her values, ideals, feelings, and opinions. She owns her thoughts, feelings, and opinions in such a magnanimous way that the endless stream of hate or exclusion that society bestows upon her does not preclude her from her success or her goal. And she prides herself on her authenticity. You want an authentic, independent, outspoken, smart woman in your life. That's the kind of woman you want. you got to be a strong guy to handle somebody like that. Um, I want to tell you about a very strong woman. I hope I have enough time. It's a Canadian immigrant story, and it was a woman who gave me some advice this week, and she said to me, Maureen, and of course I'm going to probably fly into the accent, so forgive me, every now and again. She said, every woman needs to have their own business. You need to have your own business. I didn't want to disappoint her and tell her that I actually had already had my own business, but nonetheless, she uh, came to this country uh, many, many years ago, and she was living in Toronto with her husband, and he was working for Rolex. He had a great job, and they had three children. But he didn't like his sister. They didn't get along. And she lived five hours north of Toronto. But he still wanted to go to, uh, he wanted to leave the area because he didn't get along with her. And so he traipsed his family out to Fort McMurray to take a job with a company, with a company that had just started. And after a few months, the checks were NSF. And they had these three children. And he started to get a little bit depressed. He applied for a loan at a bank. And the bank would not give him any money because they said he had no credit. So she, unbeknownst to him, took her three children, went down to the bank, stormed into the bank manager's office, where there were some Texas 
oil man doing business with the bank. And she went in and she said, I must interrupt this meeting. Why you not give my husband a $1,500 loan? Why not? What do you want anyway? How do you expect him to have credit if nobody will give him a loan? Come out here, she said to these men in this room. She said, look at these three children. Do you want me to go on the dole? Do you want them to go on welfare? Why you not give my husband? We can make a business. We can build a business. I am a smart woman. He has a craft. And you must give my husband uh, this loan. And I just think it's disgusting. She said, I didn't care what was going on in there. And she left and she picked up her children. It was minus 15 degree weather. She walked them home. A day later, her husband phoned her and he said, uh, we've got the loan. Uh, you know, you need to come down here and help me. The bank called me and they're going to give me $1,500. And by word of mouth, this man had a successful a successful business. Ten years later, they opened up in a mall. They were having a big celebration. The Texas men came in as well to the celebration. And one of them said, you've got to thank your wife. She came down, you know, ten years ago and uh, she she's the one we... You know, she walked in and we thought she was so courageous and so smart that we couldn't turn her down. And in fact, the bank manager wasn't even in the room when she went in there. Unbeknownst to her, it was the Texas oil men who said, if you do not give this woman a loan, we're not giving, doing business with you. So to make a long story short, it was uh, the, the opening was celebrated. A year later, her husband died. That was 25 years ago. And then then she said to me, Maureen, this is the only mistake I make of my life. The, the Texas oil man had fallen in love with her the day she stormed into that bank manager's office. He fell in love with her all those years. He asked her to go to Texas with him, but she didn't because she said all she had is her family. And she lives in an apartment now. She said, I'm a smart woman. I know numbers. I just have an apartment. She said, they are smoking the wacky tobacco in the apartment above me. It wafts into my room. And the manager wants me to write a letter. And she said, I'm not going to write a letter because they are going to come after my children. I'm just going to find another place to to live because that's all I have. And if that isn't a story of a courageous woman that didn't require any affirmation or validation, I don't know what is. So she said, I want young women to know if they're having struggles, they can overcome those. Anyway... That's it. I managed to get that story in. You can go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. Follow me on Twitter, at Back the Number 2, The Bedroom. Next week, sex and technology. I'm Maureen McGrath, and Drex is coming up next. You've been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.